At the beginning of the 21st century, the Umbrella Corporation had become the largest commercial entity in the United States. Nine out of every 10 homes contain its products. Its political and financial influence is felt everywhere. In public, it is the world's leading supplier of computer technology, medical products, and healthcare. Unknown even to its own employees, its massive profits are generated by military technology, genetic experimentation, and viral weaponry. Everybody, welcome to Generation Lost, the show about movies with, <laughs> with Bryn and Jeremy. Uh, we are ready to talk about anything else. Anything else. <laughs> we we just I didn't just a little peek behind the curtain, folks. Mm-hmm. We record in one in one go. We'll do the bonus <laughs> and then we'll do the regular episode. And generally speaking, I wouldn't say that we're like we're not like bulletproof tight like we're not you know we'll we'll hang out a little bit in between the oh, episodes yeah. we'll shoot the shit a little bit before we start recording again but the point of the bonus to is the, to get warmed yeah, up get warmed up for the regular set we'll go to the bathroom we'll get a drink we'll hang out a little bit and then we'll <laughs> we'll come back and we'll do the episode this is i think the first time in the history of this show that we Definitely. have that we've actively sat here and like looked for different youtube videos to show each other just to not start the regular <laughs> <laughs> i've never i i don't think i've ever once in the entire time doing this show like dreaded doing an episode as much as i'm dreading doing this one right now. <laughs> it started off bad i didn't let you into my house for a full 10 minutes that's true yeah you I, were I, you were late I've, getting here i fucked up to my own i, I was late to my own house <laughs> um yeah, we 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 are just in a real rambly mood, I think. Yeah. Uh, to ne- today, tonight, uh, and we have to talk about maybe the worst movie we've ever watched. It's got to be. It's between this and like, between this and Rent, probably. Yeah, but at least Rent had. I had we had a lot to say about Rent. That's true. Yes, I am. I'm, part of I'm, the dread <laughs> here is I'm like I do not know what we talk about for half an hour. <laughs> Let's just go along. <laughs> on the, I watched like six movies. That's great. That's <laughs> fantastic. I'm things. so happy to hear it. <laughs> if you're really excited for us to talk about Resident Evil, I'm I sorry. Have terrible news for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to avoid it all episode. <laughs> Uh, i just like i genuinely i feel we should do it first i feel dumber for having watched it i feel worse it was it was it was like it was like difficult to put my eyes on it yeah like i kept like forcing myself to put my phone down i took completely so i could even like pay attention yeah i took like four breaks at least (laughs) (laughs) again to just like pull up some shit on youtube and be like let's just watch something else for a second here and uh all right let's see what the meat dogs are up to <laughs> these poor dobermans that they covered in meat they somehow. covered in meat to do this effect <laughs> all right well before we get into it 
I guess. Yeah. What did you watch this week? Well, thanks for asking. You're Greg. welcome. <laughs> um, I watched uh, the uh, HBO Max original film, The Many Saints of Newark. Oh, my God. By David Chase, starring a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe Tony's real yeah, James son. James Gandolfini's real life son is uh, playing young Tony Soprano. A bunch of people who some are, some are not Italian-American uh, playing everybody. Um, to to greater and lesser uh, uh, success levels, um, yeah. but yeah, I watched. Uh, so I watched the the Sopranos movie. Yeah. Okay. And how, did, how was it? Bad. I'm gonna say real. Uh, for bad. the most part, I'm gonna say bad. I don't think it was real bad. I okay. mean, especially in comparison to you know other things that I've watched this week. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna say the Many States of New York is a bad movie. Uh, it's definitely the kind of movie that makes you wonder why why revisit this to do this yeah that's what i was um, trying to say when we yeah. were talking about i think on the bonus uh a couple of weeks ago it's like the point of the movie the show i from what i hear which i haven't mm-hmm. watched even though we've reached the you do have to watch i it. have to watch it now um and i'm going to i promise i'm not watching it yet but um did you say you started it not yet, no. Okay. I'll start it this week. Um, but the point of it is like this commentary on like the decay of the American dream. Yeah. And to go back to the prequel of that only feels, what is the point of it? Because yeah, it feels so to it's me like, like it'd be like starting to believe in that. Well, so the idea, I guess, is like if you were going to, in, in an ideal circumstance, if you were going to go back in time and tell a prequel to the story of The Sopranos, what you'd want to be doing is establishing better, like, what the idea, like, what the idyllic dream was, and then crashing that and saying, actually, it was never actually real. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's the, that's the goal, right? Would be to say, like, the American dream is never actually real. It was always a fantasy. The fact that, like, the fact that the Sopranos takes place in the decline of the American mafia is sure a, a commentary on the decline of, of the American dream. But the fact that they were ever in the mafia to begin with is itself a commentary on the fact that the American dream was never real in order for them right. to ever obtain their middle-class lifestyles. They had to do violent, horrible things. Sure. Right. And so that's kind of the story that you'd want to tell in the prequel is to like, give it the idyllic sheen of like the old America, but then to show actually this kind of sucked. Right. Um, and to some degree they do that. Like I can see what the idea here was because the story takes place in, in Newark, New Jersey amidst the Newark riots. Uh, there's a kind of a, a, a constant thread throughout it of the tension in Newark, in Italian American communities of black people moving in and Italians moving out. So there is like this kind of like white flight elements that's always at play okay um and it's uh, the main antagonist of the film is a black gangster who is kind of like cutting in on the italian's turf and trying to carve out a piece of like the organized crime money for him and his family and his and his friends and like black people essentially um and um you see a lot of very accurate uh, very stunning. The thing that I will always give David Chase and and uh, the other guy uh, who I don't think actually <laughs> the wrote other on guy. This. Well, the other guy who who wrote the series with him, but who didn't write this with him, but who does want to come back and do another thing with him after this. 
Um, like a Sopranos thing? Yeah, they want to do another Sopranos movie or something like that. Okay. Um, but something that they've always been very good at is is the stunning accuracy with which they portray Italian Americans, right? <laughs> they they are really good at it. And it's not just like in the cartoonish ways, although they do the cartoonish ways very well too. They're very good at like digging into the psyche of the Italian American person right mm-hmm. and one thing that they portray in the many states of newark very successfully is italian american racism against black people specifically sure um that stuff really cuts close to the bone that stuff is very good there's a lot to like i think in in the movie and and is that very present in the show uh the uh, anti-black racism yeah yeah uh a little bit it's every so often because like you know the show is like you know hundreds of hours that's it's what like, i mean there's like a lot of shit that happens but like uh, you know every but there's so no often, big arcs uh there's a few there's a few okay. uh where there's black people involved and and it does come up a lot uh there's like an arc where uh tony's daughter is dating a black guy and that it comes up a lot in there um there's like times where Tony like revisits Newark cause he lives in the suburbs now, mm-hmm. but he'll like revisit where he grew up and, and it'll come up in, in those situations, but it's like not as present as, as it is in this movie. In this movie, it's, it's a centerpiece. Right. And although I think that like the message sometimes gets a little bit muddled in like, like for example, I don't think that they really write the black characters very well. Uh, they don't really give them a lot to do or think or have like, they're not very like <laughs> fleshed out because the negative side of the movie is that like a lot of it is fan service. A lot of really? it is just like stupid fan service shit that you're just like, I didn't even really care about this. <laughs> um, when was the last time you watched the regular show? Not that long ago. Maybe last year. You watched the whole thing last year. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, because I spent, as you recall, I spent a lot of last year with a, a child sleeping yeah. on my chest. So, uh, you, you know, it on. you just pop it on. You gotta, you gotta put stuff on. I guess. Um, I don't think I watched the whole series, but I watched a good chunk a lot of, of it. it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So a lot of like fan servicey shit. There's a lot of like, just like uh, characters that you're like, I didn't really care what they were doing. At this point, Why are you we checking in on these people? <laughs> yeah, you could have just as easily been like, yeah, and he joined the mafia the next year or whatever. Right. I don't really care what Silvio was doing. I don't really care what Paulie was doing. You know, there's like a lot of like weird, stupid decisions that are made. Like it's it's all narrated by a dead character, uh, what? Oh, who who okay. dies in the show, and he's narrating it because it's about his dad and like. So he's like from beyond the grave, like being like, and this is the guy who kills me. And like, this this is how my dad dies and whatever. Does that feel not in the spirit of the show? No, like the show show confirming that there's an afterlife is like such a betrayal. (laughs) The whole point of the end of the show of the cut to black is supposed to be because there's an earlier conversation with Silvio where he says like, you know, when you get shot from the back of the head, execution style, he's like, you probably don't even hear the gun. Like, it's yeah. this whole conversation they have where he's like, you probably don't even hear the In gun. In that episode? It's a couple episodes earlier. Okay. Uh, he's saying, like, you probably don't even hear the fucking gun. And then he gets shot, and you don't hear the gun, but you see it happen. And that's, I feel like those two things, along with the cut to black, is supposed to pretty clearly signal to you, like, 
this is he dies. what happened. He dies, yeah. Um, and then in the movie, uh, they have, oh, God, so much <laughs> stuff like this where, like, there's a whole lot of, like, wink at camera sort of shit where it's, like, somebody who Tony kills in the show he interacts with as a baby and the baby is crying and he's like, Hey, it's like, he doesn't like me. And then this old lady's like, some babies are born with information from the other side. And he's like, Oh, geez. In the movie. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? There's like, um, there's stuff where he's just like, man, I would sure hate to be shot in the back of the head and die like that. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I haven't even, I'm not even a fan of the show, and that sounds like it's making me mad. <laughs> it's really, like, there's some really offensive, stupid fan service shit. Like, it feels like it's ruining the show, not being fan service. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, making everything a great deal worse. Um, mm-hmm. But what's so frustrating about it is that there are these little, like, these little places that you can, like, kind of, like, scrape some of the muck away and be like, there is something under there. Like, there could is. Could have been a good movie. This could have been a good movie if he didn't spend so much time on the fan servicey bullshit if he didn't spend so much time on just like garbage nonsense that you don't care about i mean part of the problem is that like james gandolfini's son is too good and so they had to give him more to do because like he's when good? you have he's so good i he's heard such somebody a was saying actor. that he sucked no he's so fucking good okay he's really really great and like when you have that kind of talent on set i can understand the 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 desire to like give them more to do and give them more shit to, to to give them more scenes, like get him on screen more just, if not just to be a shop window for this young talent to be like, Hey, this kid could have a fucking career. Like this movie, like who cares really? Like we're doing it and it's fun, but like really ultimately, like if we could give this kid a career out of it, doesn't that kind of make the movie worth it? (laughs) Does Um, it? I can imagine him having a, a pretty good career, honestly. Um, I hope he does. I really do. Because, uh, again, like, otherwise, what the fuck was the point of this movie? <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny because, I mean, I've, again, not seen the show. But even in the trailer, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, he really does seem like a young Gandolfini. Yeah. Like, he seems like he's he can act. And he's, he's really, act really, really good. Yeah, he, he gets the he gets the same. It's it's fun to see him doing the Tony Soprano character, you know, doing all the things that Tony does, but then also like incorporating things that AJ does because like he's a young Tony and AJ is Tony's son. And so he's like doing stuff that AJ does because he's young. And then like seeing in his father and in his, you know, mentor character, like elements of who Tony becomes and like they have behaviors that you recognize from Tony. It's a very all the pieces are there for it to have been great. And part of me is like, they should have just cut some of the fan service. And part of me also is just like, they should have just made it a fucking uh, a limited series yeah. show. Just make 10 episodes, you know, like <laughs> th- kudos to him for having the, for, for having the balls to say like, this is a two hour movie and I'm cutting it at two. Hours. It's literally with credits, two hours clean. Weird. That's intentional. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. you don't you don't get to two hours clean by accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you probably had a lot of ideas. Yeah, to revisit a six season long show with like the depth of stuff that exists on that show. Mm-hmm. Like you'll see when you start to watch it. Like you know, like it or not, like it's a very lived in world with a lot of like it's. I mean, it's like got 
you know, like Lord of the Rings style, like <laughs> history of underworld people. style lore. Yeah, yeah, but it's got like it's you know stuff like stuff exists in time. Like yeah. there's stories about people who have been dead for like twenty years that you'll hear in the show, and you'll be like. I wonder what that guy was like. And then you see him in this movie? And then you see him in this movie, yeah, and he sucks. <laughs> Ray Liotta? Good lord, what a hack. <laughs> what an absolute hack actor. What a piece of garbage. <laughs> you don't think he's a good actor? I think he's a good, he's an okay actor at best. Okay. Uh, I don't think I, I don't can actually, think of anything I loved him in. I know one thing. Karina Karina. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. <laughs> I like that movie. Okay. And I mean, I like but him. he's in... not that good in it. No, that's the thing, right? Is I was going to say, like, I like Goodfellas, but I don't think he's fantastic in Goodfellas. He, in this movie, he plays two characters. He, <laughs> he does? Yeah, he plays twin brothers. Oh, cool. Um, and one of them is like, like the uh like the showboaty over the top mob boss who gets killed and then the other one is his twin brother who's in jail for life and he's like a buddhist now and he <laughs> loves jazz okay and both of them are terrible he he overacts on both of them in different completely different ways uh but the most frustrating thing about him is that he just like never does a voice you ever notice that about him? He's one of those guys like Christopher Walken who is just like... His voice. It's his voice. Yeah. And that's fine, but you can't really do like the Italian-American guy and be like, yeah, you know, his gumar, like <laughs> that gabagool. Like it just like when you say it in the like over-enunciating Ray Liotta voice, right. like it just sounds So awful. bad. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I, I'm not a James Franco fan. By mm-hmm. any means, but like his performance of the twins in the Deuce was actually pretty impressive. Uh-huh. Did you ever see that show? No, I really want to watch it though. I remember you saying stuff about it. And I, I've wanted to watch it since. Um, but I was gonna say like uh, to his like Jack Nicholson in The Departed, very bad, <laughs> very bad. But you know what? Kudos to him for trying. Like I have so much more respect for him for because he is a he's a voice guy. I mean his <laughs> his voice is so iconic. Like. Oh yeah, you have to have some respect for the fact that he was like, you know what? I'll try. I'm gonna try. do an Irish accent. I'm gonna do an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that clip that was going around recently on Twitter of uh, Brad Pitt and Meet Joe Black doing Jamaican patois? No, <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but apparently there's a scene where an old black Jamaican lady is like in a wheelchair and she's like, "Them's an evil spirit," uh-huh. and like he like. To, I guess to calm her down just is is like also speaking in Jamaican oh, patois, but no. it's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. But I saw the one it's that like was a like long scene. Was it Adrian Brody yeah, uh, yeah. on SNL yeah, introducing yeah, yeah. Sean Paul? Obs- oh my god! But that's not even like he's not even really trying. He's just being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, if you're an actor, if you're a paying, you're a paid actor to like be in a movie where you're supposed to be an accent haver that you don't have you gotta try yeah you gotta try anyway not a good movie i think so, wait, wait, wait. if i've never seen the sopranos you will not know what's happening in this movie <laughs> like it doesn't sell a story no not at a, all you really you need audience. to know something about the Sopranos. literally from the like the, the something I very frustrating about is, watching it. no don't watch it don't watch it <laughs> brand do not watch it because at the very least it spoils stuff from the show. Oh no! Constantly, like every other minute, like 
And you know, then the narrator, remember when this guy dies. The narrator <laughs> of the movie is a guy who dies four episodes from the finale. And oh my he's God. a pivotal character of the show. <laughs> And, like, the fact that he dies when he dies is, like, one of the biggest portrayals and condemnations of Tony Soprano at the end of the show. Right. It's, like, a heartbreaking moment where you're like, oh, my God, he really truly is an irredeemable person. Right. And that's what sets you down the path of the ending of the show. Like... The fact that they just like open it with just like, hey, what's up? It's me, the dead guy. (laughs) (laughs) The guy you had a lot of emotions about. Yeah. If you didn't know the show, then you'd go into it first episode being like, that's the guy who dies. It's like if you watch the the prequels, you know, the the Star Wars prequels. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just like, well, I guess like it's not really a twist that it's Luke Skywalker's father. (laughs) (laughs) I guess this guy is... uh, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Luke Skywalker. You literally see father. him become Darth Vader at the end and then you see his kids being born as Luke and Leia and yeah. then in the in the regular movies it's just like oh well those two are brother and sister. Yeah, they probably have the force. Weird how they're not acting like it in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they don't know. Interesting. <laughs> they never let them Yeah, weird movie. Yeah. Um that's a shame. I'm sorry that it's not good as a fan. I would be it's, annoyed. It's more annoying that it's almost good. That's the yeah, really yeah, yeah. annoying part is that you can see where it could have been good. Is it a movie that you could cut to be good? Yes. I, I like to think Actually, about that. Yes. Where you could make like a fan cut that would like a hundred and ten percent this could be cut down because you could cut it down to ninety minutes and you could cut out every scene that you see Silvio or Paulie in. <laughs> you could cut out yeah, you could make this a decent movie. But the problem still lies in the fact that like you can cut it down to a better movie. You can't cut it down to a good movie mm-hmm. because even though it's bloated with fan service, the problem is that that fan service takes the place of developing the main antagonist and the main antagonist just, you don't really get enough of him. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a shame. I, I, the movie though is funny cause it always reminds me that I'm excited for licorice pizza mm-hmm. with uh Philip Seymour Hoffman's son. Yes. It seems like he's, so good. <laughs> yeah, what if they got to get the two of them together, man. Yeah, yeah, Gandolfini and Phyllis Hewitt. Just ni- neither of you do heroin. Yeah. Ever, please. <laughs> please don't. Please just eat healthy. Eat healthy. Normal foods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, don't freak out too much about it. Yeah, don't go to Rome in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what Gandolfini yeah, did? Yeah, Gandolfini had a heart attack in Rome, and he just I think he just was, like, too fat and he seemed in really the hot unhealthy, sun. Yeah. yeah. Poor guy. That would be a great... I would love to see them act together. Yeah. Because I don't think their dads did. Uh, they would have been great together, too. I know. Yeah, man. This is one of my favorite uh, famous person interactions. Is like a, just like walking into a coffee shop and the people coming out holding the door for me was John C. Riley and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Just Whoa. be like... There you go. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, guys. And they're like, hey. <laughs> What's up, like, guys? Drink, drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that is the kind of thing that, like, just happens in New York sometimes. Yeah. That, like, it's it's such a, like, bullshitty New Yorky thing to say. But it's just, like, it's just the kind of thing that happens around here sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> there are famous people around. But it is very works. much the case. Like, uh, Mo one time, like, took the train with Matthew Broderick. And the two of them, like, shared parts of the New York Times. Oh, like um, hung out with each other a little? Yeah, like they were sitting next to each other and she was like reading the times and like he like asked for a piece of it and she was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I <laughs> sure told you. Matthew Broderick. 
I told you about the time I went to a pool party with uh, Julia Stiles. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes it's like, well, they're around. Yeah. People. Where else are they going to live? Yeah. L.A. <laughs> Sometimes your your friend from comedy is married to LP from Run the Jewels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which no one mentioned to me, which yeah. I'm glad. It's always it's always so funny when because I mean you know he's Jamie to her and like yeah, so yeah, like yeah. every so like you have these interactions where every so often like she's just casually talking about something and you're just like oh yeah LP from Run the Jewels <laughs> from a very famous band yeah mm-hmm. that's fun <laughs> anyway what did, what did you watch this week all right I watched a couple things uh, I wanted to talk lay them about- on me <laughs> yeah. Uh, Okay, the first the thing I just watched, and I wasn't actually planning on talking about it, um, but it was so fun. I watched on Emily's recommendation, uh, Adam's Family. Hell yes, uh, the Barry Sonnenfeld. The film. first one. The first one. Oh, you gotta watch the second. She one. She said the second one was better. Second but I one wanted, is a lot better. Yeah. I wanted to watch the first one because I hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Barry Sonnenfeld's first film, mm-hmm. directorial debut. Did you know he goes on to make uh, Men in Black? Right. Th- that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, and he's obsessed with this fucking uh, Doctor Strange love font, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is so interesting. It's a good font. It's a great font, but it, it's uh, interesting because I was like, "This is an Adams family, really." Yeah. Um, but he was the cinematographer for the Coen Brothers up until Miller's Crossing. No kidding. Almost every movie was shot by him. Interesting. Until they, I can s- see that. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Until he started working as a director, and mm-hmm. then I guess Deacons, like, filled in. Yeah. Um, but he shot Blood Simple, Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really interesting. Um, but this is a movie that is about the Adams family. Uh, the 1930s comic strip. Come. Yeah. What is the uh, What is the first one about? So the first one is introducing the Adams family mm-hmm. as some sort of strange Eastern European. <laughs> aristocratic family who yeah. have a lot of money for some reason and they're also kind of dead but also not they're not dead they're just weird and i think that they're just interested in like the opposite of americans mm-hmm. like they're supposed to just be foreigners i think and i was reading about it and i think the the consensus is that adam family like basically invented goth okay like as a comic book a comic strip in the 30s and the new yorker it was like they consider it like responsible for people dressing like that. Yeah. I um, wonder it's gotta be between them and, um, Edward Gorey. Yeah, sure. But she's very like the long dresses mm-hmm. and he's all, like those suits and, uh, you know, stripes and very Tim Burton. It all sort of evolved. I mean, it's all taking a little bit from Dracula and Frankenstein and like, sure, yeah. but even those didn't have that, that aesthetic right. until him, I think. And then it sort of became this like him and gory. But the movie is Raul Julia is Gomez and Angelica Houston is Morticia. Love, love, love. First of all, love both of them. I, they're, I mean, Raul Julia, I just watched in, uh, Eyes of Laura Mars uh-huh. and he's so weird in Eyes of Laura Mars, but he is doing such a fun job as, as Gomez. He's so much fun in this he uh, but the thing i was gonna say is the the i love so much the lighting effect they do with morticia the lighting effect do you ever notice that like every time you see her she has the dracula lighting 
like the lower light or no it's like the it's like a spotlight that's just on her eyes and everything else is shrouded in darkness oh is that what because it looks weird and she has like very particular makeup and i thought Uh it was mostly that but you're right it is like they literally light light her weird (laughs) every time everybody else is lit normal and then she has this like spot on her eyes so weird um it's incredibly stylized i've been looking i asked on twitter for halloween movies and emily sent me like a dm of like Mm -hmm. a huge list she'd made um and and so i threw this one on today and um it's uh so what happens is they annoy everyone um they have like an accountant who is like a failing accountant or something and like right. knows about their fortune, but doesn't know where it is. Oh, that's um, right. And he's like trying to steal it from them. She, her, her husband or excuse me, it's a little confusing. He has a wife that doesn't like her. And then her, like his like mom or something. I don't actually, Yeah, like, it's hard to understand because there's four different characters, him and his wife. And then the, the other woman who looks just like him and has, Uncle Fester has a foster son. Right. He's Christopher Lloyd is her like adopted son. Oh, and, that's right. And she's yes. like, you look just like his lost brother, Uncle Fester. Yes. And he's you like sneaking in and shit. Yeah. And pretend to be Fester. Get in good with them. Find out where all the money is. And then we're going to do like a legal thing to steal it. We're going to basically like foreclose on their home, claim that we own it and you're the rightful heir to their home. And then we'll take all their money. And then it turns out, so it's like Gomez being like, I know we had a falling out because of these like conjoined twins that we fell in love with and I stole them from you. (laughs) And he's like, water under the bridge. It's all fine. And then he starts to, because he's terrible at pretending like he knows anything, uh, Gomez starts suspecting that it's not the real Fester. Right. And then... uh, yeah, and then he, but he starts to learn to really like the family and starts basically turns on his friends. Yeah, and isn't it, it's just at the end, it's like not really resolved that it's, it, he isn't actually Fester, right? No, it's he like is. Kind of, it's like he gets electrocuted from the book that he like, because he's got this book that like has wind in it or whatever. Yeah. And then he gets electrocuted and uh, basically had spent time, it, it was like everything that, Basically, every story on both sides is true. That he did go to the Bermuda Triangle. She did find her f- adopted son in a in a fishing net, uh-huh. and which is what her story was. But he did go to the Bermuda Triangle, get lost, get amnesia in the Bermuda Triangle, and then become like an adopted son, and oh. then and then like remembered everything. I always thought that the ending of that movie was that it was just like. He just like decided it was more fun to be <laughs> it, in, in the like, Adams family than it, not. It's basically like implying that, but the reason he's like enjoying it so much is that it's actually mm-hmm. his past, and he just yeah. doesn't remember any of you it. You absolutely must watch the second one. I can't wait because it's so much like the things that are frustrating in the first one are like ironed right out of the second one because it's like it's a much more streamlined plot. It makes way more sense. It's much easier to follow, and it's got a baby in it. It's got a baby in it, which is great. And um, uh, the main villain is uh, Joan Cusack. Oh, I love Joan Cusack. Yeah, and she's so good. She's always so good. Yeah, it's great. It's a very, very good Yeah, no, I'm going to watch that very soon. Mm -hmm. Um, 
along with the Scream movies and also Sopranos. And also Sopranos. I'll, I'll almost, yeah, all you've the got a lot of You've got a lot to do. Look, I've got, my job requires me to sit on the couch, so <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy to watch a movie. Um, so I really liked it. I, I, you know, it's, it is the proto, the original goth spooky horror, not horror, but fall Halloween-y movie. Yeah. It opens with uh carolers at christmas singing outside the adam's oh, family and they house pour a cauldron <laughs> of hot liquid on them <laughs> yeah uh you know very fun very halloweeny yeah perfect halloween movie and i can't wait to watch the second one uh the other movie i'm not looking at the time the other movie <laughs> that don't I, worry it's <laughs> i wanted to talk about um Back in, I think, 2013, Mm -hmm. my mother told me to watch this movie. She said it was good and juicy. Okay. (laughs) And I I didn't watch it. Because you weren't ready for juice back then. Uh, No, I liked juice, but I I just never got around to it. Mm. And um, there was this whole... um, there was this whole discourse around it. And I was like, I don't know if I want to have an opinion on this. Mm. And I just didn't watch it. And I had a hankering for like a mystery this week. I was like, I got to watch a movie that's like got a mystery and, and, and something I can solve and sink my teeth into. I was like, my mom told me to watch this like eight years ago. And so I put on Gone Girl. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, which wasn't exactly what I was looking for. Because it's not spooky. It's not a very, it's not a very Halloween movie. It's not. And, it, but it, it, I wasn't really looking for that. I was looking for like a, a knives out level like what who done it oh yeah no it's not like that either it's well but it does have a lot of twists and turns mm-hmm. and what i it, if you don't know what this movie is it's a movie about ben affleck who is incredible in this movie yes he's i very loved good. him in this movie he, he's playing it's like made for him he's a kind of a dipshit uh like bro who has found who's you know spent some time in new york trying to become a rat like a men's writer and then is moved back to montana i think montana mm-hmm. um and moved back with his you know new york wife who's sort of a blue check journalist or whatever and she disappears and now he's because he's a dumbass, he like cooperates, quote unquote, with the police. Yes. And is like, I just want to help. I'll talk to you and say whatever. And they're like, we want to do a press junket. She's a pretty white girl. Basically, it's what happens when Gabby Perdido yeah, and yeah, like yeah. everyone's an idiot and like creates a media cycle uh-huh. around your wife missing. Damn. I can't believe that that dude is just gone. They're never <laughs> finding his ass. They are never going to find him. And, uh, nothing you can do about I it i have no idea what's happening <laughs> i haven't paid i haven't read one article i've no. watched zero videos all of you it. gotta know is homie's gone <laughs> <laughs> uh, who? Is, uh the the guy who killed her ass <laughs> <laughs> she was like a she was a vlogger uh with a boyfriend and they were like doing like a van life tour together and like they did, went out to somewhere or whatever and mm-hmm. uh then he drove home without her and everyone was like hey that's weird and then his parents were like hey why don't you uh come on stay with us for a while the the only thing that has sort of like got me interested mm-hmm. a little bit is that there's footage of her yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. So because she has a youtube channel because it's a it's a 2020 
murder right missing person like there's footage of what happened mm-hmm. and that's pretty interesting well, there's not footage of her dying i know but but like there's footage of like them we actually don't there's know like body cam footage <laughs> of them fighting anyway the point is that uh uh he goes home his parents are like hey why don't you stay with us her parents are calling his parents and being like hey where is our daughter and they're like i don't know man he just came home and they're like can you like help us find her or something they're like i don't know man nothing i can do about it (laughs) and they're like all right well we're gonna call the police and they're like you do what you want to do yeah our son didn't do anything we don't know no it's not even didn't do anything it's just like hey we don't we don't know Hmm. we didn't ask him what happened (laughs) cool (laughs) the cops come and they're like on like almost like house arrest for a while as like the investigation goes on they find her body and then the cops are like, all right, well, you're officially a person of interest in a, you know, in a killing because before she was just missing. Of course. Then they find a body and they're like, okay, well, you're a person of interest now. And they go to like go arrest him. And the parents are like, hey, we actually haven't seen him for like four days. And they're like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I don't know what happened. He just, <laughs> just went away. He's, He's went missing a- now too. He went away. We don't know where he went. And the cops are like, we've been outside your house for like weeks and they're like, yeah, you really? Ki- kids. Kids, huh? Oh, like they were monitoring him and he's, yeah, he escaped? Ca- he escaped. <laughs> yeah, he escaped the house. He's he's out somewhere and it's been like weeks now. <laughs> like nobody knows where this kid is. Nobody knows what happened. The parents are like tight-lipped. Uh, they like did some wild goose chase in a park where they were like, hey, he might be staying in this national park. We should go look there for a week. And they go look there for a week and they're like, Guess he's not nope. here. <laughs> if you murder a person, going to your parents' house is so insane. It is, but at the same time, it's like, yo, shouts to these parents. You know, <laughs> like, I, this is not a, this is not a popular opinion. <laughs> but as a parent, there's, a, I mean, listen, Nico is nowhere near the point the of his life age, where yeah. like where he's gonna get into any sort of trouble. But like, part of me is like, is like, if if Nico was in some trouble. I'd like to think that I was lying to the cops. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what happened. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not for sure. I don't know. I mean, like, we don't know. There's no process of justice. I mean, yeah. like, we like anything could have happened. Yeah. This is the thing about like murder. Well, so they did the the autopsy did find that she was strangled, I so she was today. definitely murdered. But that doesn't mean he did it. That's true. And like, if I was if I was in a position where somebody I was with in a remote area died mm-hmm. or went missing, I would leave the country, even if I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, instantly leave because, the country. And, and this is what I liked about this fucking movie <laughs> was Ben Affleck maintains from the moment it happens that he had nothing to do with her disappearance. Yeah, he didn't kill her. He didn't kidnap her. He didn't do anything. And then the movie takes you as the viewer on a wild ride where a lot of the evidence is pointing towards him doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's like flashbacks of shit that you find out later isn't true of her side of the story. Right. Of him like being an abusive creep and, a, and an asshole and like he hits her and like, you know, and she's like afraid of him. Yeah. And like that. And, and I was like, Oh shit, wait, did he do it? And then it's like, 
that actually isn't even true, but the movie's lying to you yeah, half the yeah, time. Yeah. I gotta watch that movie again, man. I loved it the first time I saw it, but I haven't seen it in a while. It was, so, and then, so yeah, so the, I won't spoil it for you. I mean, it's an old movie. You should have seen it by now. It's a Fincher movie. It looks great. Everyone's performance is fantastic. I don't know why this movie didn't do, or it, the thing is, is that what happened is, it got bogged down in this whole conversation about like false rape. Interesting. Do you remember this? I don't really remember. There that. was this big, like, you know, woke Twitter conversation when it came out of like, women would never do that. Oh, like, sure. Well, that was, I mean, you remember <laughs> like, that was the, like, that was the war for a while was like the false rape accusation. <laughs> like, I guess because all, that was all, like liberal feminism was about back then was like, is there such a thing as false rape accusations? Right. And this movie has false rape accusations. Two of them. It's pivotal to the story and it's fascinating. And like, I was watching it just being like, wow, this is a crazy character. Not that it doesn't have anything to do with like, I mean, I guess it is kind of trying to say something about the jury of the public eye Mm -hmm. of like, Everyone has decided, everyone goes back and forth on Ben Affleck in this town and, and in the globe. Like it becomes right, a national becomes a story, story where people are coming to his house and outside of his, his, you know, his house and his place of work and outside of his sister's house and is scrutinizing everything he does because you find out he's cheating. He was cheating on her. Right. And so that like lends credibility to the idea that he has, you know, killed her or kidnapped her or something. But it shouldn't. That doesn't mean anything. Like you can't right. make character analysis of somebody just for being a shithead or cheating on his wife. It doesn't mean he killed his wife. And yeah. in the movie, he didn't do anything. And so I guess there's a certain level where it kind of lends credence to like what was going on with like the swimming kid who like raped that girl. Oh yeah. What was that guy? Blake or something? Uh, like there was a lot of like Harvey Weinstein was happening. Harvey Weinstein hadn't gone to prison yet. No, Harvey Weinstein is later than gone girl oh he hadn't even been accused no me too doesn't even exist when gone girl came out i don't believe oh wow i don't even i just remember like this was like people were mad at this movie online for like showing a situation where a man was accused of something and then was not and it was falsely accused yes and that's insane Uh. and stupid and it's much more of a it's much more of a um, a commentary on media mm-hmm. and how you can be drawn and cops and like because the cops just assume it's him and like most like every cop except for one woman is like trying to get evidence and everyone is just like let's just fucking arrest him he did it he yeah, fucking yeah, did yeah. it and uh, you know it's more of a commentary on like the way the justicism works has to do with media and lawyers are performers and there's never a trial there's never an arrest really right it's all like this weird media circus of lawyers going on tv and being like let's set up this sort of like performance where you got to perform you know sorry but i didn't do it like it's fascinating because that's how it works um in these weird 
specific cases, right? Yeah, like yeah, most yeah, people yeah. are just taking plea deals and being becoming slaves. Right. But like <laughs> in, in in there's this like whole like industry of media spectacle of like criminals that are like sentenced before they're even you know, even before there's any evidence based on like character studies. Right. Uh, and it's, it's really fascinating and they do have to invent an insane villain in the woman. Yeah. I remember there's like a scene where she like something with like a, she like with a bedpost. Like, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's implied, uh, in her past that she, she tied herself to a bedpost and made it like, basically faked a rape yeah um and and got this guy put in prison uh on false rape charges like it's off screen it's like it's like in college she did that um yeah i'm I'm spoiling a little bit sorry um but it's a fascinating movie and it's an old movie it's an old movie um but if you've never seen gone girl i uh I recommend it. It's, yeah, I'm it's, gonna watch that shit again. I love. I mean, I it's it's Fincher, so you know you're gonna like it. It's funny because I feel like he. There was a period where I felt like he fell off, and it was entirely because of Button. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Button is a shit movie that it I is hate. A shit movie, yes. Um, and so I kind of was wary of this movie and Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and so the reason I haven't watched Mank is because I haven't actually seen anything after Benjamin Button. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Which I don't know if people like or not. Yeah, I don't know about that one. But it looked cool. It had, you know, it's still Trent Reznor doing the score. Well, it's, it's like cool. a similar thing too, right? It's. Um, but that one's a real rape. That's like a sad rape revenge movie. Oh, well, I was going to say also just that it's like a it's like a pulp airport, airport book. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. They turned into a movie. Which is fine. I mean, like, that doesn't mean they're not entertaining. I mean, like, Seven is basically yeah, a Dean yeah, Koontz sure. novel. <laughs> uh it's just really well made um so i always love that um it was like a very very early family guy joke where uh brian is like driving a car and he runs somebody over and it's steven it's it looks like stephen king he's like oh my god are you stephen king And he's like no i'm dean coons he's like oh and he like gets back in the car and (laughs) runs it back over (laughs) i like dean coons (laughs) well the the couple i read when i was in high school were okay all right well Um, i feel like we've sufficiently wasted time now uh it is 45 minutes in all right now let's talk about the movie we watched this week wow uh watch gone girl it's pretty cool it's a good movie um it's a good mystery um and and now for the next 15 minutes we will discuss 2003's Resident Evil. <laughs> Directed by Paul W.S. Anderson featuring Mila Jovovich yeah. and Michelle Rodriguez Woo! in one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's got to be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But before we get into that, I want to say we did end last week talking about how Mila Jovovich, absolute smoke show, which beautiful, I will not... Beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. Will not disagree with that. But Michelle Rodriguez in this era... Oh my Gorgeous. god! Incredible. Better. What the f- fuck? To me, yeah. Better. To, yeah. To, to, <laughs> for, for my for my money, better. Yeah. Better. That Mo- that beautiful. era of Michelle Rodriguez is just like untouchable. untouchable. Like just the 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 perfect level of like hot woman and also mm-hmm. like a little bit of that like tomboy flavor to it. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> She's great and. She's the only thing that was even remotely watchable in this movie. That's also very true. She is a very she's she's a very compelling actor. And in Mila this, Jovovich she, is pretty, but like just mm. impossible to look, like 
I can't like it, she doesn't know what to do. Yeah. She has nothing to do with the line. Let's just quick. Let's just most of this is just going to be telling you what the plot is. Uh, what the plot is, is there is an underground laboratory run by the umbrella Cor- umbrella corporation, which is basically Amazon with Pfizer. Yeah. Um, They're under a mansion, which is doesn't make any sense. Important for some reason. It's not. It's just a throwback to the, it's just, the, it's just fan service from the game. Um, There's like a train. There, so there, there is a, a big underground complex where they're doing secret research on military bioweapons yeah. um secretly they're not supposed to i guess but it's not they it's it's implied they run everything but then they're like have to hide i guess but from who because they're basically the government yeah and at the end it looks like it's like the apocalypse I guess because of the thing. So, so yeah. we open with this sort of futuristic laboratory slash office space. Um, and they're working on a disease, a, like a virus. Um, and somebody goes in there, just waltzes right in, throws the virus on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's all it takes <laughs> is you just throw the, the virus on the ground. <laughs> and that is, it's airborne. And and then he runs away and he's fine. And he um and then runs away and then we cut to and then everybody the computer starts killing everybody. Like yes. the, that that room is locked off and starts flooding. People in the elevator get their head cut off by the elevator. There's a AI that controls what is called the hive, this big complex that's connected to a mansion for some reason. Yeah. And then uh, we cut to the mansion where Mila Jovovich has amnesia for some reason. She's got amnesia. She wakes up. There's <laughs> another guy there. He's also got amnesia. Right. And then... The uh, sw- huge SWAT, SWAT team, team just like breaks in. <laughs> and very hilariously, the guy is like, I'm a cop. I'm a cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a cop. And, uh, and then I guess you don't even get to see the train, really. They... They take him to the hive. Then yeah. they tell them what the situation is. You which see, is- you do see the train for a minute because one of my biggest complaints, among many, many complaints, complaints about this movie, <laughs> but one of my biggest complaints about it is like some of the like set design and prop design in this is like just like irredeemably poor. It's like baffling. It's baffling the choices <laughs> they make and like. <laughs> Like the train is one of them because there's like this setup of like there's just like random pipes just sitting in the middle of it. <laughs> it feels like a sci-fi channel movie. Yeah, 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 there's these random pipes sitting in the middle of this train, and you're like, what are these random pipes doing in here? If not to later become a some weapon? sort of a weapon of some type. But it's not even like a good explanation because he just throws the pipes. Yes, and it's like okay it could have been anything it could have been literally anything (laughs) if you're in like it's like a storage thing like why not have it be a thing that they're storing in there not something pipes (laughs) just tubes metal tubes there's one part where like the guy is like using a like he's hacking a door but he needs like a special signal to be on the door and they're like very clearly using a flip phone as like as as the prop (laughs) for the the signal thing just garbage Awful. movie. Just <laughs> so, really a garbage movie. So they go down to the hive and they explain, here's what happened. Yeah. What Everything I just told you, that 
uh, some the 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 virus they were working on the T virus. It got loose. The AI is basically taken over, and it's called the Red Queen, and it's a little girl hologram for mm-hmm. some reason. Um, just I guess to to be creepy or something. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make That's any it. sense. Yep. Um, but it's not like an AI in the same way you'd think of, like Hal. You know, it's not a robot. It just is a person. Yeah, it's, it's like it's just not a, like making like logical choices and being like, "Look, you're we need to seal off." It wants stuff and like is is it like, like specifically is trying to do harm to people. Like it's <laughs> yeah. having fun doing it. It's a bad lady. Yeah, um, that is like, but reasonable. Like it's like they argue with it a bunch. <laughs> which in the war, like most of this movie, honestly, is like arguing with a non-existent person. Like yeah. just looking at a ceiling and being like, "Why aren't you helping?" us and it's like what is this this is a zombie movie which okay that's all that's also very strange about this movie this is you've you've heard of resident evil very famous zombie game yeah i looked i paused and i looked at the time the first moment you see oh, i want to say it is 45 exactly <laughs> it is on the dot 45 minutes of movie where nothing is happening. Yeah, well, like, I was going to say that, like, you're 25 minutes into the movie, as I recall, before you even get your big exposition dump of the guy being like, we're down in the labs now, and here's what happens in the lab. Right, because it's, like, it's purposefully confusing. Mila Jovovich wakes up with amnesia. She's, like, naked and wearing a red dress, and then in the they, they're like not really explaining to you who she is you don't really know who she is or why she's there yeah. until like most of the way through the movie which is not helpful like it doesn't cause attention it's not it's not like you're it's not like a a character that needs to be explained things to because then they just do flashbacks yes because the point of this kind of character is to be like we're going to introduce you to this world yes to to (laughs) ask questions about like what does this button do even as a schlocky horror trope they fuck it up by just doing sepia toned flashbacks it's insane that like that all just appear at the most convenient time that they possibly could where she's like hey i remember now by the way everybody i just realized that there's a cure for the zombie medicine thing (laughs) it's in this room over here that's right next to us god what a fucking stupid movie (laughs) (laughs) um and so that a lot of it is just like them going through the most boringly designed like sci-fi lab and then getting killed by traps yeah everything which isn't fun again everything looks like complete shit everything either everything either looks like it's like fucking ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze (laughs) or a we (laughs) work those are the two sets that exist in this movie (laughs) there's a moment when finally the zombies show up and it's so so frustrating because they say in the movie we all know that these are zombies. We all know what zombies are. Yeah. And we know what they are. But even after they say that, 
they refuse to shoot them in the head. Yes. They're like constantly not having enough bullets for each scene and then getting more just enough to have enough for the scene. And then like, and then shooting them in the legs and being surprised when they're not dying. That happens like six <laughs> times. <laughs> There's one there's one really great the first time we see a zombie before they even get attacked by zombies, but the first time we see one is there's like a a we work office that's like full of juice and there's a woman floating in it and they're like, Ah oh, damn, this poor lady drowned in the juice. <laughs> I feel so bad for her and they walk away and the camera does the most conspicuous like hold and pull in on her I've ever seen. (laughs) I really have never seen this before. (laughs) Usually like they try to hide it a little bit by being like, well, we're just holding on this for effect. A couple seconds. To show you that like, you know, this really like this is a dead woman, (laughs) you know, like they really try to like hide a little bit what they're doing this it holds like for like under yeah it's a few <laughs> seconds it like really zooms in on her and then <laughs> for all of the time that they spent doing this her wake up is the most stupid <laughs> like her eyes open and her hand touches the glass at the same time but in a way that looks like it's been like digitally added <laughs> it looks awful and, and this a- is not even to say this is not even to get to every single monster in this movie looks like a like PlayStation 1 <laughs> cutscene. <laughs> like these blitzball ass looking things. It looks like a mix between like Gumby and and the Rancor from the original Star Wars yeah. 1970 like uh original Return of the Jedi like huge like blue screen lines around it like it doesn't even look like like Spider-Man 1 had come out. Yeah, yeah. It looks a thousand times worse. Like and there's tons of it because we talked about it in Underworld like there's some questionable shots the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. year before Underworld. I can't tell you how good Underworld looks compared to this. I am like so much more impressed by Underworld having seen this. This movie was huge. This movie made more money than Underworld. That's insane. And it was a big deal. And and justice for Underworld. But man. yeah. But there is um. There's a bunch of stuff like that. Um, I think in the first sequence. There's someone hits the glass when they're trying to break the people who are drowning in the in the original uh, office. Mm-hmm. They hit the glass and then there's like a conspicuous shot of one single piece of glass. Yeah, what the fuck was that? It never pays off. What is that? <laughs> I I like I like made a mental note. I was like, okay, yeah, I was like, well, okay, well, something's gonna happen with that weird shaped piece of glass <laughs> later. <laughs> never. It, they never. I kept because they go back to the room, yeah. and I'm like, okay, There's gonna be I guess with the liquor of- is gonna like come. Th- like the 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 monster is called the liquor. Oh, I, I, in the game. Oh, because he's got a big tongue. He's got a big tongue. Yeah. Okay. Um, but they like. I in was that calling room, him wet venom. <laughs> he does look like even wetter venom, <laughs> juicy venom. <laughs> um, and he, but they're in there, and he's like banging on the glass, and I was like, okay, are they gonna like? hit him with the what is it gonna happen and yeah. then they just never go back to it uh there's a bunch of like conspicuous zooms that don't mean anything yeah when she um when they're in the train at the end and the big monster the big wet venom mm-hmm. is like attacking the train 
and she like shoots him with the gun and we get this like matrix sort of like pan across the slow-mo bullet as it comes out of the gun and they really like go around they it make a meal out of this yeah. bullet time on a bullet and, and then, then it, it goes- hits the thing and then the thing is like unaffected by the bullet <laughs> it doesn't matter that's like a perfect encapsulation of this movie is a lot of lead up to her scrambling like not it's not tense it's a poorly done but she's scrambling to get a gun and then she finally is holding it and waiting that this happens like every single time anybody yeah. shoots a zombie they are like waiting like yeah, there's yeah, supposed yeah. to be tension but it's just annoying and frustrating because you're like it's a monster yes it's not your friend it's not someone you're like oh my girlfriend that i use it's a, just a huge ugly monster yeah it's and then the she's meat like, dog like just kill the <laughs> just meat kill dog it. and then she like waits to build tension and then the stupidest effect of all time <laughs> happens and then nothing happens <laughs> i love the 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 dragging out of michelle rodriguez turning into a zombie for like half of the half movie. of the movie at least she's been bit by a zombie everybody knows she's gonna become she gets one bit by a zombie and then two different Different characters get bit and turn into zombies before her. Before her, for yes. no reason. For no reason. No at explanation. All. She is, but she knows she's going to turn into a zombie. Everyone knows she's going to turn into a zombie. There's she's a scene begging. where they're in a room and the computer is like, "You can't take her out of this room. She's going to become a zombie." And she's like, "Okay, you got to kill me, everybody. Please she's kill me." She's begging for to. And be they're murdered. like, "No, we're not doing it." <laughs> and then this dude who we forgot about from earlier saves them. But then, yeah, a second time, basically, this happens where she's like. She, they find the zombie cure. She gets injected with the zombie yeah, cure. Yeah. What the fuck was the point of this whole thing with the zombie cure then? It doesn't work. Because it doesn't work. And she's like, listen, when I turn into a zombie, I want you to be the one to kill me. Yeah. And then she fakes being dead for a second. <laughs> and she's like, just kidding. I'm not dead and yet. And you think it works. You're like, oh, okay, great. They hug, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Not two seconds later, after the big bullet time sequence with the big wet venom, the then... venom is still just standing there in the car. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it gives everybody a moment to look to do a whip pan around to be like, "Oh my God, Michelle Rodriguez is a zombie!" She has the blue eyes now. No. no! And then he waits, and he <laughs> and he's like, oh. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, Cap is like, "Oh no, shit!" And then shoots her in the head. Really, truly. Everybody has so much time to do everything yeah. in this movie. His scene is the one that really was like, oh, this movie, this movie costs nothing. Because there's a scene where Cap is trapped on like a pipe or something. Yeah. The, the, like the geography of the scene is so fucking stupid. There's a scene where oh, he's trapped on the pipe that has the cage around it. Yeah. Oh my god! Why is there a cage on the pipe? <laughs> the the set design of this sequence looks like like a a, a high school production of Hook. <laughs> <laughs> like everything in the whole scene is brown. Yeah. For some reason, it's like a sewer. They're gonna throw him in the fucking boo box. <laughs> And they're all in a different sewer looking at him. I don't know how he got over there. Like, I watched it. I looked at it happen. And I was like, what? What is going on? He's on this scene. He's on this little pipe. 
and all of the zombies are right in front of him but can't get to him for no reason uh-huh. and he has one bullet and he's like leave me leave me i'll kill myself and they're like oh no and it just takes forever for them to decide to leave and then they decide to leave <laughs> it, takes so long. it takes so long she's like no i'm not going ever like mila jovovich spends the entire movie being like i'm not leaving you yeah and then leaving people and it's just infuriating but the second time it's like just do it just get the fucking scene over with because you know it's gonna happen yeah and then he like fires the gun off screen and you assume he dies but then it cuts back to him not immediately (laughs) so fast it's not a fake out it's not a fake out to you it's only a fake out to the characters so who cares you know he's just gonna show up it's so funny though because it's like he does it and then he's like you're gonna have to work for your meal and then, and he then he's like escapes. oh wait there's a door behind me <laughs> and he just crawls away he just escapes <laughs> I like we are laughing about this more than we probably like it, it is like not I, as funny as it I, sounds I feel like I'm, I, I, I've started to also worry that we're making this movie sound fun I promise you it isn't. I promise you I could not have had any less fun watching this. I movie. was I was furious. I I looked up the <laughs> runtime. It's 100 minutes. That makes so much sense to me. Like this is just every single decision they make in this movie is just screaming out pad it pad it vamp get it get us get like, us over the 90. Yeah, it feels so long. It feels <laughs> like it's a 3 hour movie of them just like having the dumbest like inconveniences and then being saved by the dumbest solution possible just like just and it's it's not like it's not a setup it's just like a character being like all right i'll let you out like the 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 does the ai even have an end like yeah it um they leave they just leave (laughs) and they just get to the train and then the bad guy is like there with the they smash it (laughs) Oh, yeah. They just smashed the screen. <laughs> and that did it, I guess. No, but it doesn't because someone else says that they actually disabled it off screen. <laughs> <laughs> like, right as she smashed it. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I don't I, remember why This movie is so bad. I, like, I... There's, like, a slow motion image of Mila Jovovich smashing a screen. You see, like, the circuit boards and the stupid monitor. <laughs> but you know that it's an AI, and there's, like, a whole other thing they set up to throw the switch if she does something. Yeah. And then it's, like, off screen, a guy's like, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> she was being a bitch, yeah, so I fried her. Yeah. And it's like, couldn't you have always done that? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> And then they just go to the train, I which is they're in the bowels of the hive, which appears to be a hundred floors yeah. and the elevators don't work. And then they're just cut and they're out. And where does the, I <laughs> like, I know this is going to, this is going to be a very on brand complaint for me, but if it is a subterranean lab, why is there a train? <laughs> why would the, why would you have a, a mode of transportation that is meant to go laterally? It is a side to side. Trains don't go up. No, no, no. The train goes to the mansion. Yes, but the mansion it's, is above. No, it them. isn't. It's the side. It's like, it's like a hundred miles away. What? They show like a, a schematic for like a second. And the, the <laughs> you go under the ground in the mansion, and then you take a train to the hive, and then you go down. 
So so the train isn't actually it's a subway but to an underground thing. And that but they also say in that part that it's not the only entrance. They don't have to take the train. They could just go straight up. There's other exits. But they don't do that. They get on a train, I guess, to go back to the mansion for no reason. Uh. Oh, yeah. We didn't actually say. But Mila Jovovich, what she remembers is that she was responsible for something. Like, she was the she one. She was supposed to be stealing the cure stealing for the zombie the, thing. Yeah. And then her boyfriend is the one who it broke the thing at the beginning. fucking matter. Really, truly doesn't matter. <laughs> he dies almost immediately after you find this out. Yeah. Um, the, I, what I was going to say, though, is that, like, in terms of like the fun factor of this movie, if it if it helps you any to to make your decision uh, whether or not you watch this movie, uh, again, d- I'm do just gonna not. say, do not watch it. Don't recommend it. Don't but get it, don't come close to this movie. When watching a bad movie, there's usually a point that you get to where you pause it to look how much time is left on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and for sure, that's usually like Mo will usually be like doing other stuff while I'm watching the movies for the show, unless she's really interested in it. And then she'll sit and watch with me. But like, usually that's the point where she's like, Ooh, pretty bad, huh? And then this was the first time I think ever <laughs> watching one of these movies where I, I had paused it to see how much time was left. She came over and she was like 15 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> I was 15 minutes into the movie like, oh when I first God. paused it and was like, how much time is left on this? Because <laughs> it feels like an hour has passed. It feels so long. It's the fucking hyperbolic time chamber. It is just like magic, it's this torture. movie. sure. It's so bad. Like once she kicks the dog in the mouth, I was like, <laughs> how much time? It's like 20... 20- <laughs> <laughs> when she kicks the meat dog in slow motion. It's like 20 minutes in. Oh, God. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, it's when the cube, like, they're trying to do the, like, oh, the lasers. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And that's, like, the one thing I was like, oh, interesting. And then it, like, gets worse somehow. <laughs> like, like there's a part where they're trying to break in in the beginning. And yeah, there's, like, a laser that comes across the room that, like, cuts perfectly through stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the first woman gets decapitated, and a dude gets his fingers chopped off. Then Yeah, and he's, like, going into shock, and it's, like, kind of tense. And you're like, yeah. okay. And then a second dude gets cut in half well the, at the waist this is when i started rolling my eyes at this scene because he's like oh i've got a good plan i'll jump over it and then the like laser raises up yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh okay it's just an unavoidable <laughs> death trap yeah yeah. And this then, is when you realize that it's not an ai that's like protecting anything or whatever this is just a mean person yeah. who's trying to hurt and then the, and then the and then the next guy he like goes to the ceiling and actually dodges it and then then and then they're like turn it off and they're like why can't we turn it off and like it just keeps happening and you're like okay well he dodged it so he'd probably make it and then it's like this mesh grid of lasers yeah, if you've ever seen one of those those little doodads that they make for cutting a hard-boiled egg yeah but it's but like squares that. yeah of, it's like <laughs> d- d- ham cubes <laughs> uh which happens in the movie cube um a, oh yeah a good movie you're right yeah. um but what's funny about that scene too is that uh, this is <laughs> this is like when I realized like it's just not getting better this no. movie. Uh, so after that scene in the aftermath of it, when they're going through that hallway to get to the other end and whatever, with that big thing that they needed for some reason, uh, the big bag that they're lugging around at the beginning and then completely forget about. I forget. Um, I don't think that that bag <laughs> comes back into play after that. Okay. But uh, <laughs> they go through the little hallway, right? And you see the little half of the person. You see the guy with his, you know, fingers cut yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you do not see any of the cubes. No, you don't. You don't the cubes are see gone. any of it. They've just like, they've disappeared like a video game. In the movie Cube, there's a cool, like it's on the floor up from like five feet away and you see the guy like in claymation like fall apart into cubes yeah and in this movie you get to see a shitty like metal reflection of it happening so they like had an idea it's a rated r movie they could show it yeah but it's like they didn't either didn't have the budget or whatever to do this effect well and so they just like don't show it they have an idea to cube a guy and they spend all this time fucking creating the situation where someone gets cubed and then don't show it. They don't show the aftermath. They don't, sh- they show one little piece falling off and it looks like ass. It looks like, <laughs> it, looks so bad. it looks so bad. Um, and that's the rest of the movie just goes even further downhill. Cause it's like less good ideas. Yeah. Like every, that was the best idea they had and they blew it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause then it's just like real dogs with meat on them. somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so stupid looking. They're not scary. These disgusting steak dogs. They look kind of cute and weird because they're real dogs. Yeah. But and then there's like one cool shot where like one is like missing half of their head. Mm-hmm. It. I, I'm giving it more credit than it des- deserves. It's not that cool, but it's like I was like, oh, at least they like. There's like one moment in the film when when it looks like they tried. And there's no like. There's no. We've talked a lot about the story and the effects and stuff, but I, I also want to stress that like there are almost zero good actors in this. Michelle Rodriguez is the best actor in this movie, and, she's and that not good. is really saying a lot <laughs> because she's not a great actor. She's no. pretty good, but she's like, not, I mean, you've seen her in Aliens, right? Like she's not good in that, right? She's um she's in Fast and the Furious movies. Fast and the Furious. She's not good in those either. Yeah, she's not great. So just consider that. The girl from the Fast and the Furious movies is absolutely carrying this movie on her back, <laughs> dragging it across the finish line, kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah. That's who you're relying on as your like star of the movie. Yeah, everyone else fucking sucks. Mila Jovovich is just there to be hot, and she does a great job at it. Does a great job at that, but... Every man in this movie cannot act there are no actors in this movie it's all just men it's, just it's, speaking to nobody i mean it's really close to like a talking cat level like these it are really just, truly is, are these yeah. softcore porn guys you just found at a store or something <laughs> it's so bad um and it's just like not fun it's not a fun bad movie no it's it's too competent like all like it's too competent in that it's like none of the choices are absurd to the point that you laugh. They're just frustrating because they're you know so what I did close. Like? There's one thing I did like in the movie, and it was at the very, very end. It's like the last thing that happens, more or less. She, Mila Jovovich goes up top, and she's like, oh, God, it's the apocalypse. Better cock my shotgun for the sequel. She wakes up in a gown that makes no sense. Yes. That is just two pieces of paper glued yeah, to her. She, they just have to show her, her, her titties and whatever, mm-hmm. um, which you do see at the very beginning. Yep. Um, but I was going to say the other thing that I really like. Don't liked, watch though, it for that reason. <laughs> it's not worth it. Not worth it for that. <laughs> Um, but the, the, the thing I was gonna say I liked is that the, the dude who survives to the end, um, who gets scratched by Juicy Venom, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) he then starts to become Juicy Venom. He does. Oh yeah. And she's like, 
I want him in the Nemesis Project. Yeah, yeah, that's such a wildly dark ending for him where he's like turning into Juicy Venom and like in like real pain and screaming or whatever. And then they're just like, put him on a stretcher, get him into a room to turn into the monster so we can study him. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, that's Gross, how his yeah. story ends? <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, and if you know the game, you know what the Nemesis is that fucking like lipless guy with uh. the teeth and it's like jesus they're gonna purposely turn him it's really bad yeah i was like god what um yeah it's a it's this bad ending for him it's a bad ending for her it's a bad ending for everybody yeah she like they they barely make it out alive and then rat umbrella it's it's reached the surface before them mm. didn't work killing all the people trying to keep it in the hive didn't work it got out everyone's dead times square whatever oh i thought the implication there was that it had always been like that oh really that was my that i mean i never played the games so i don't i don't know maybe i I actually have no idea my my assumption was that when she got up to the top and it was all post-apocalyptic i was like oh it must have always been like this and she's like i was thinking of like um like portal and how like there's this implication that like the world outside of the portal testing lab is fucked. Yeah, yeah. And this God, is what a great game. Just the one living person in this thing that like for all you know she does this every day. You know, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I I mean that's a more interesting idea, uh, but it didn't seem that it was the apocalypse right before the movie started. Right. Like all these people just like getting coffee and going to work in the hive yeah that's true so i assume it got i th- I thought the op- op- uh, implication was that it got out at some point i mean seemingly the movie i guess but the, the movie doesn't seem like it takes place over a I long think it time just doesn't they don't, make like, sense they don't sleep or nothing like yeah but, but like when you get up to the top hours. like the buildings are all fucked up that's the thing is it's like they the, the yeah. buildings are fucked up well it maybe looks it's like it's been a while yeah because she wakes up on like a stretcher and then no one is stopping her. Yeah. So maybe there was like a long period or something. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's bad. Don't ever watch this movie. They made like five of these, didn't they? Oh, uh, yeah. And they're worse. There's a famous Red Letter Media uh, episode where they watch all five of them. Uh-huh. And they're by the, by the fourth one, they're like slap happy and <laughs> just like cackling, laughing uh, at how bad the movie is. Um but th- that sequence looks way worse. Like, <laughs> just, I think they get funny. I hope. I mean, I'm not going to watch any of them. I'm not going to watch a single minute more of the Resident uh, Evil hun- franchise. Like, hundreds of people would have to write in and say, number four is worth watching because it's so funny. No, I wouldn't even. I would- hundreds of people would have to write in and say, I will give you personally $5. <laughs> If a hundred people write in and say, I will give you personally $5 (laughs) to watch, to watch another resident evil movie, (laughs) any of them, yeah, any of them dealer's choice, (laughs) I would take $500 cash to watch another one. of Sure. Sure. I'd do that. But otherwise, God, I, I, I regretted watching this. I'm very excited that next week we are watching Van Helsing, which is directed by Steven Summers. And I remember being a lot of fun. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm not wrong. Um, but the early 2000s spooky adjacent movie uh, month has been very rough so far. <laughs> I would say Blade was pretty Blade's good. Blade's great. Maybe we'll bookend it positively. <laughs> yeah. I still like Underworld, but I definitely understand that it's not a good movie. Uh, 
this movie was unwatchable. This like, was such a painful it, it experience. It felt like it felt like staring at the sun. <laughs> like I had to I had to force myself. Like I watched another movie right after like cleanse my palate because it was so fucking bad. Um and, and the people were in the Discord were talking about how um the soundtrack is really good. Um because it's all new metal. None of that is in the movie. Not in no the movie. No needle drops. At no all. needle drops. But at least score wise, better than what was happening with Underworld. Which we'll was that. Which was just a ripoff of the Matrix. Yeah. At least this had like some distorted guitar sort of shit going on or whatever. Um, That's true. But it was annoying. Still very bad. Yes. And bad. Um. So yeah, I don't recommend this Extreme, movie. Extreme. The most not recommend I've ever said. Yeah. Um, gonna say yeah gonna gonna go ahead and say worst movie we've ever watched on the show i have to agree possibly worst movie I've ever seen in my life <laughs> i i can't even remember because i know we've given bad reviews to stuff that we both like really didn't like but i can't remember anyone any any one of them coming close to how much i hated this movie yeah like everything about it is offensive to me so so frustrating don't watch it never make me watch anything this bad okay <laughs> well thank you for joining us thank you for listening hope you enjoyed the discussion of the the fun movies we did watch though uh next week will be van helsing uh if you'd like possibly tell us with a guest really maybe tell us uh if you have any fun stories about van helsing uh, or Steven Summers in general, you can write to us at generationlosspod at gmail.com. But more than that, go to patreon.com slash generationloss where you can subscribe to our Patreon feed where you'll get a weekly episode bonus-wise. That's right. And if 14 more of you do so, then Bryn will have to watch two season two of, of The, the Sopranos. Sopranos as well as season one. I started one. Yeah, you gotta I get... I feel like it just happened. You gotta get cracking. I watched... A whole season of DS9 in like two weeks, so I guess I'm gonna have to switch over. And additionally, the Dominion War is just about to start. Join join the Patreon for, um, I think probably one of the better bonus episodes we've done in a while was this week. I liked this episode this a lot. This is a fun time, yeah. yeah. Um, talking, we've been talking about spooky genres. So last week was, um, uh, God, uh, torture porn. Torture porn, and this week was found footage. Yeah. F- very interesting conversation and also uh gay batman and um <laughs> oh yeah and the scream, the, trailer the scream trailer and uh the home alone trailer good stuff we went long it's a fun bonus yeah um and then we'll, we'll also be talking about uh capital m message horror movies uh which is a new trend and yeah. i have we'll probably get into it and then um bad horror movies yes. uh, my, my, my personal favorite <laughs> yeah a, a very a favorite genre of the show also you'll get uh, access to the discord where we will show you the movie we're going to talk about on monday um and that's always a lot of fun thank you pfeiffer for doing that for us um and we'll see you next time we'll see you next time bye <laughs> Oh, man.
stage is only one score away. So bring the giant down.